on this episode of the Best of Bias podcast, you got me talking NFL week six. You already know what it is. Let me fix my brim one time. Um, also, we talking Best of Bias fantasy league week six. You already know, just like last week, if you're new, welcome. This is what we're doing. NFL fantasy football. And we got some pop culture sprinkled in at the end. So, yeah, hope you guys are ready for another episode of the Best of Bias podcast. This is episode 137. Happy Friday. I'm happy you guys are here. I know you guys are peeping the aesthetics right now, all my visual uh, listeners, but hey, it's a new episode, new Friday. Let's get right into it. Let's not waste no time at all. It's the Best of Bias podcast, episode 137. Yeah. It's the best of, best of bias. You need the earful. You should try us. From pop culture to the movies to Unitas. It's the best of, best of bias. The best of bias. Yeah. The best of bias. You are now listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 137 of the Best of Bias podcast. Hope everybody's doing okay. Hope everybody's doing extra okay. And you know what? Hope everybody's doing extravagant today because it's time for another episode of the Best of Bias podcast. Maybe we can make this brighten your day, you know what I'm saying? Because I love coming up up here on Fridays, letting y'all know what it is, seeing, seeing y'all faces. I know y'all, I can't necessarily see y'all, but I'm looking at y'all, you know what I'm saying? What's up? Happy Friday. <clears throat> Thank you for being here. Favorite part of the week. I know, I know. Um, this, today, we're going to get into a, a podcast um, talking about NFL. You got NFL going. We got some fantasy football going. Best of Bias Invitational League. Man, I'm going up and up. I'm telling you. Um, your favorite team may have played this weekend. They probably did play this week, uh, last weekend um, because the bye weeks all start this week. So if your team played last week, I'm probably going to talk about your team briefly and how they did last week. We can go over all those week six scores. And um, I don't have my predictions, but I'm going to take a guess who I picked. And I know I probably got a lot of these wrongs because a lot of upsets this week. Um, I'm looking down at my paper right here. Um, a lot of games to go over, but a lot of, man, this season has been crazy. A lot of quarterbacks that are known for doing really well, a lot of teams known for doing really well are in the gutter right now. Not really in the gutter, just not performing the way that they usually perform. And it's kind of kind of atrocious at times. Ooh, I got a hammer in the background. Let me get this out the background. That's not that's not cute. You know what I'm saying? That's not that's not that's not uh that's not P. You know what I'm saying? Let me get that shit up out of here. Um, my bad, y'all. If y'all heard that, but um check me out though. Um, we back. We're gonna talk about some NFL and we'll get right into it. And then after we got some pop culture stuff, the NBA is back. Kanye West is talking shit. I knew I wasn't uh, I told you I wasn't gonna talk much about Kanye West, especially because he's been wilding and kind of disrespecting a lot, a lot of a lot of cultures, um, and disrespecting a lot of people, almost everybody around the world. So uh, I thought I wasn't gonna talk about him, but this I have to talk about because he did some wild shit. Um DJ Academics versus everybody, Creed three trailer coming out, uh BTS happened to go to war and or serve military. So in the military and then i'm just gonna tell you guys a little bit about what i'm watching right now um and some show stuff and r.i.p hagrid um robbie uh coltrane um i heard he was a second hagrid i didn't know the first one passed away too and he was the second hagrid i could be wrong that's just something i heard you know what i'm saying don't take it as gospel but r.i.p him either way um robbie coltrane I, I would be, i'll be remiss if i didn't say that going off off the bat but let's get into this nfl week six man um a lot of these games are kind of Kind of whack. Um, hey, Curry. Hey. Hey. My bad, y'all. No. Bring your butt over here. Get out of there. Anyway, sorry about that, y'all. But Thursday night football game, we had the Commanders versus the Bears. Um, Curry, I always try to be doing wild shit while I make doing these podcasts. I understand. I think she knows that I'm trying to wild out and show y'all the best Friday I can possibly show y'all. And she just is like, all right, how can I mess this up? Every week, you guys probably notice that she finds a way. Uh, but anyways, let me just get into this. Uh, Commanders versus the Bears Thursday night. Um, another weird kind of slow, lazy, unwatchable football on Amazon once again. Um, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if the, the schedule makers knew that they were giving Amazon these bad games or not. I, they had to have known because these teams probably – I know they didn't come into the season with high, high prospects. So, man, these games have been atrocious. But – Seeing the commanders play the Bears was really bad. Um, and Amazon paid like a couple of bills just to get some of these games too. So it's kind of messed up that the NFL was like, here, take these games. I know we play on Thursday night against the uh, Ravens, I think next week. So, okay, okay. May, may get a little better this this week that the Saints play. 
Um, I think the Saints played the Cardinals with the return of D-Hop. I'll talk about that a little bit later, but I'm always getting off track. Let me get back into this. Commanders versus the Bears. Carson Wentz had, he went 12 for 22, 99 yards, and he injured his hand. I think he like uh, fractured his thumb or some shit like that. Um, Brian Robinson, 17 for 60, one touchdown. Um, it was just a really bad game. A bunch of, a bunch of non-throwing, a bunch of it was more of a defensive game, and Washington have a bad has a, they both have bad defenses. It was just kind of unwatchable. I'm not there's not really much to even talk about. Uh, Justin Fields, I mean, his progression is really being stunted. I don't know. This is his second year in the league, and it's supposed to be kind of progressing. I feel like the team is in so so much of a rebuild. Like they need a couple of years, like three four years before they even rebuild enough um, for the team to even be able to show Justin Fields progress. Right now, he's just getting sacked and sacked and. He's a really good quarterback, but they got him out there looking like Blake Bortles and shit, and that's not good. Um, Pettis was their top receiver, four for 84, had a diving touchdown pass, one of Justin Fields' best throws of the game. Um, Justin Fields went 14 for 27, 190, and an inter- uh, 190, a touchdown and an interception, 12 carries for 88 yards, which led the team. So you know how, ga- how this game went. Uh, Pettis, four for 84, diving touchdown. Khalil Herbert went seven for 75. He had a couple of long runs, but wasn't able to get into the end zone. Um, it was just a crazy game. Another Thursday night game that was pretty much unwatchable unless you had some people in fantasy, but the commanders were able to win 12 to seven. Uh, the 49ers surprisingly lost to the Falcons, 28 to 14. I don't know what happened this game. I don't know what's going on with the Falcons, but we're tied with them on the top of the um, – NFC South right now, but we got the tiebreaker on them. That's the only reason why we're kind of, you know, leading right now in our division, but they're they're surprising everybody. Um, They have this kind of run first approach, even though they have Drake London and Kyle Pitts, they don't really use them that often. They just run first. And if they have to pass the ball and there's nothing open, Marcus Mariota just takes off running and gets those rushing yards. He regularly leads the team in uh, rushing, which is kind of crazy. Jimmy G went uh, 29, 41, 296 yards, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Um, Jimmy G just, yeah, I don't know. And he does good things sometimes. He does bad things sometimes. It's like he plays well against the good teams, but plays bad against the bad teams, which is crazy. Uh, Ayuk went eight for 83, two touchdowns. George Kittle, eight for 83. He's healthy now, um, getting past the groin injury. Everybody thought he kind of was washed this year, but he's coming back and doing some things and he's being really involved in the offense. Eight for 83. Um, Marcus Mariota went 13 for 14. Is that right? 129 yards, two touchdowns, um, six rushing yards, uh, six rushes for 50 yards and a touchdown. So, yeah, he did his thing, too. I mean, he held him afloat and was able to uh, connect with Kyle Pitts. We haven't seen him score in a while, but he had three catches, 19 yards. Didn't really have many yards, but he had that touchdown. Um, a lot of defense being played by the Falcons, and they just running the ball and clock management and able to pull off these wins. They're 3-3 three and three right now. There's nothing nothing crazy, but I, I would have never think, thought in a million years that they will beat the 49ers. I know I didn't predict that one. Um, Patriots beat the Browns 35-15, to uh, 15, which is another crazy game because Bailey Zappi, the third-string uh, quarterback, is in there holding it down for the Patriots, and there's a little contraback controversy going uh, – contraback – quarterback controversy going on over there. Um, shoot, uh, while Mac Jones is healing from the high ankle sprain, Bailey Zappi has been out there doing his thing, 24 for 34, 309 yards and two touchdowns. So Ramondre Stevenson doing his thing while Damian Harris is out as well, 19 for 76 and two touchdowns. I mean, he's going to – eventually just kind of show himself as the lead back if he keeps doing what he's doing um, while uh, Harris is hurt. But he's doing his thing. Keep doing your thing, boy. If you have him in fantasy, you you kind of know what he's doing. Um, they have four receivers without at least 60 yards. All the receivers over there, uh, Devontae Parker, uh, Ty Thornton, all those guys, they all were pitching in a little bit, helping Bailey Zappi get past the uh, Browns, who I thought were actually had a strong defense. But as of now, they haven't been really looking that well. So, I mean, shoot. The Patriots and Bailey Zappi were able to pick them apart. So, um, yeah. And Jacoby Brissett's kind of doing worse than I thought he was actually going to be able to do to hold down the team until uh, Deshaun Watson came back. He went 21 for 45, 266 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. So, yeah. Uh, Mari Cooper had another touchdown, still able to produce over there, four for 44. Um, Chubb didn't really have that much of a game there, but to hold him in check, which actually probably – um held the Browns down to 15 points since they weren't able to do what they've been doing all year, which was just running the ball to death with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and just doing everything. But uh Chubb went 12 for 56, no touchdowns. But yeah, there's a lot of body language out there. Everybody's kind of frustrated with Jacoby Brissett. He's not really 
doing much to do that extra thing to get the team over the hump. I mean, sometimes they're competitive, but a lot of the times he's not able to do what he needs to do because he's not really that guy. You know, he's kind of a backup. The Jets surprisingly beat, well, yeah, the Patriots again won 38-15. Jets beat the Packers 27-10. to That's actually really surprising because it's two weeks in a row. Um, the Packers have lost to a lesser than team. I mean, the Giants are 5-1 right now, but they lost to the Giants. They shouldn't have lost to the Giants. Um, and then they lost to the Jets this uh, week. It's kind of crazy. I mean, it's just looking like without Devontae, the Packers just don't know what to do. That's all they're really missing, man. Devontae's not there. Um, I mean, I guess uh, Scantling is not there. St. Brown's probably not there either, which is kind of disturbing for, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, but it's they should be getting shit together. I guess he's not getting on the same accord as these receivers as fast as he should be. Um, Aaron Rodgers is what I'm talking about. But Zach Wilson went 10 for 18, 110 yards, um, no touchdowns. But Brees Hall, man, the rookie, man, I've been telling y'all, um, I've been waiting for this guy to break out out of Iowa State. Um, first running back taken in the second round. He went 20 for 116 yards, 20 rushes for 116 yards and a touchdown. Um, he's on my fantasy team. I started him in my flex this week. It paid off big time. Uh, Braxton Barrios had a 20-yard touchdown run as well. Aaron Rodgers went 26 for 41, 246 yards and one touchdown. Um, the running backs didn't really do anything at all, either one of them, um, Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon. They are held in check, which kind of stunted the offense because, again, he's not really familiar with these receivers. So without those receivers being able to do anything, the running game was shut down. So I guess Aaron Rodgers wasn't able to score any points. Um, Tanya had, went 10 for Ten catches for 90 yards. Alan Lazard had four catches for 76 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jaguars lost to the Colts, 34 to 27. Um, Trevor Lawrence went 20 for 22, 165 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Etienne 10 for 86. Uh, Hasty three for 57 and a touchdown. Um, they're just kind of disappointing, man. We I, a couple weeks ago we were talking about them as a surprise team to come out here and do some things, but I mean I guess they're actually. Falling back down to earth right now, but I don't know what's going on. I thought Doug Peterson was going to have him going and uh, get some wins under his belt and win that division, but it looks like the Titans are taking it over. Um, Matt Ryan went 42 for 58. He threw the ball 58 times, 389 yards, three touchdowns. Um, Deion Jackson in place of uh, Jonathan Taylor with the ankle sprain, 12 for 42. Michael Pittman had a day, 13 catches or, yeah. 13 catches for 134 yards. Paris Campbell had a touchdown, seven catches, 50, uh, 57 yards and a touchdown. And uh, Alec Pierce had three catches for 49 yards and a touchdown, becoming one of uh, uh, Matt Ryan's favorite targets. So, yeah, uh, the Colts were able to win 34 to 27. Um, the Vikings beat the Dolphins 24 to 16. Kirk Cousins went 20 for 30, 175 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, 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 shoot. Devin Cook, what's his, what's my boy, Dalvin, Puck, I can't, I can't forget his name. Dalvin Cooks went 13 for 77 yards and a touchdown. Jefferson, six for 107. Um, and Thielen, four for 36 and a touchdown. The Vikings, five on, five on one right now, are actually finding their groove at the beginning of the season. I think they got blown out by the Packers or somebody like that. We didn't think they were going to have it together. Kirk Cousin was looking shaky. Um, but yeah, man, they're getting it together and getting you know, enough points to beat these teams that sh they should beat. And they're looking good in their division, leading their division right now, especially with the Packers losing all those games. Um, Teddy Bridgewater came in. I think Skyler, I forgot his last name, was starting. The rookie was starting out there. I guess they took him out early because Teddy Bridgewater did pass concussion protocol. For some reason, they started him as the backup, but then eventually put him in the game. He went 23 for 34, 329 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Skyler Thompson was pulled, but he went, he went seven for 13 for eight with 89 yards. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, I don't know how they keep doing this, but both have crazy catches, crazy like number of catches and crazy amount of yards. Jalen Waddle went six for 129 yards and Ty, uh, Tyreek Hill went 12 for 177 yards. Crazy. And I didn't start Waddle this week because he did so bad last week with the quarterback. Uh, God, I'm starting him next. I'm starting him this week, no matter what. Fuck it, ride or die with that man right now. But uh, Vikings won 24 to 16 over the um, over the Dolphins. Uh, Bengals beat the Saints 30 to 26. Joe Burrow had a pretty good game this game. 28 to uh, 28 of 37, 300 yards, three touchdowns. Um, Cincinnati's defense has been really good this season, holding it down for the Bengals. Even when Joe Burrow on the offense can't really uh, doesn't. Don't really score in the beginning of the game. Jamar Chase kind of was quiet at the beginning of the game, was able to do work towards the end of the game. But even when they're quiet and aren't able to score as much as they should at the beginning of the game, um, the defense holds them in the game and uh, they're able to come back. Um, 28 to 37, uh, 28 to 37 for Joe Burrow, 300 yards, like I said, and three touchdowns. Jamar Chase went seven for 132, two touchdowns. Joe, Joe Mixon, eight for 45. 
no touchdowns, but he had four catches and 23 yards for a touchdown. Um, let's see. Andy Dalton, 17 for 32, 162 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, he could be the permanent starter they're saying over there because one, Jameis Winston has a back injury, but also he turns the ball over a lot. We all know what goes on with him. We, we saw it for five years on the Buccaneers, and I think they're realizing it over there at the Saints, but Andy Dalton is doing well right now, and he's not like uh, Taysom Hill where everybody knows he's going to run the ball all the time and can't throw it. So that's their best chance to win this year, even though they are doing some losing. But he went uh, Tyquan Smith. Leading receiver, three for 43 and a touchdown. Alvin Kamara, 19 carries for 99 yards. Um, but, yeah, the Bengals were able to win 30 to 26. Next game, we got the Ravens. They uh, lost to the Giants, 24 to 20. Giants are on this Cinderella run right now. It's going crazy. NFC East, uh, Eagles 6-0. and Cowboys, I think, are 4-2. and Giants are 5-1. and Commanders are really bad. But, damn, the, that division is going hard. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 17 for 32, 210 yards, one touchdown, one interception, seven carries for 77 yards. Kenyon Drake out of nowhere, 10 for 119 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Mark Andrews does his thing again, seven for 106 and a touchdown. Um, but it wasn't enough. Daniel Jones, 19 for uh, 27, 173 yards, two touchdowns. The Giants defense is pretty real. Last time I checked, they're the ninth defense in the league, holding it down. Even when Daniel Jones makes some mistakes, he's able to, um, that defense is able to keep him alive and keep him in the game. And if Daniel Jones makes no mistakes, you know what I'm saying? They can just do some things and make some things happen and beat some teams that they probably shouldn't beat because they're doing their thing. Coach Dayball got them doing some things over there that they weren't doing last year. Um, but Saquon, 22 for 83, a touchdown. Wondell Robinson, three for 37 yards, who's the young boy over there, who everybody thinks is going to be the next standout rookie receiver on their team. So watch out for him. Um, he went three for 37 in a touchdown, and their rookie tight end, uh, Bellinger, went five for 38 in a touchdown. But the Giants able to win 24 to 20. My Buccaneers lost to the goddamn Steelers, 18 to 20, man. Tom Brady uh, had a mediocre game, of course. Um, our offense is just broken right now. Our interior offensive line is, well, left guard is a rookie, and our center is our first time playing uh, center ever. So it's going to be some growing pains. It's still early in the season, but they got blown up against the, uh, against the Steelers. You know what I mean? They had four corners out in that game. You know, I'm not even going to look at the paper for this one because I, I, I saw the game hand, you know, first thing. I witnessed that bullshit. Um, our offensive line couldn't hold up against uh, Hayward and them in the middle. They're getting blown back, not giving Tom Brady enough time to make the throws he needed to make. Um, I don't know if the receivers were getting much separation, but Tom Brady wasn't able to be very accurate because he was kind of running uh, running from the pass rush. You know what I mean? Uh, he wasn't able to set his feet, able to do his things, finding some reliable targets. Actually, Chris Goblin, he missed a lot of times. Um, he's playing, and he's a reliable target of Tom Brady's. But for some reason, he he wasn't able to connect. Um, our offense in the red zone is broken. I don't know why we can't score in the red zone. It should be pretty easy, especially with their top three corners out and their top safety out. And uh, TJ Watt. So we should have been able to score easily when we we're in the red zone. We weren't able to do so. Um, our defense gave up some crazy shit. Kenny Pickett, the rookie out of Pittsburgh, actually started that game. Um, shouldn't have done as well as he did. It's just our defense, for some reason, gives up third and longs all the time. Like, I don't know. They give up third and longs like it's third and one, third and inches or some shit like that. They play off coverage when they be, should be playing right in front of the sticks so that people shouldn't get the first down, but they give them up all the time. Um, I feel like the pass rush isn't getting home like it should be, especially against like rookie quarterbacks that should be making some mistakes. It's just, just kind of crazy to see. And that's what it really much came, pretty much came down to in the game. Um, once Kenny Pickett went out, I think he got a concussion. He did get a concussion. Um, Trubisky had to come in, who they benched for Kenny Pickett, came in and made some throws to Chase Claypool when it was third and 15, third and 11. He just, for some reason, was able to get the catch the ball at the sticks both times. Yeah, it was just really frustrating, and it gave resemblance. It gave, gave semblance of past Buccaneers defenses that were very terrible, and I'm not – I don't want to revert that way. So we paid a lot of money for a lot of these players on the team, and a lot of these players are trying to look to make money. So I think it's time for them to nut up or shut up, especially losing the 1-4 the fucking Steelers or whatever they were. That's bullshit. Tom Brady went 25 of 40, uh, 20, 243 yards, one touchdown. Godman went six for 95. Lenny went 21 carries for 63 yards. Our running game is broken because our, our line isn't blocking. They're getting blown up and our running backs getting tackled in the backfield. I don't know why we run. Like, I don't know what the thing is either running, like, 
fourth and ones and third and shorts out of shotgun and handing the ball off instead of eye formation with a with a fullback to get a brush in your I don't know man it's just it just looked bad so hopefully this week when we play the Panthers it'll look a lot better because we also have a backup quarterback we're playing against against one of the worst offenses or worst teams in the league so if we don't win this game we know something crazy is going on uh but yeah um Kenny Piggy went 11 for 18 67 yards in the touchdown Trubisky went nine for 12 144 yards in the touchdown um yeah they were able to win the game no wait i don't think he threw a touchdown because they made they had one touchdown to kicked off field goals but either way uh chase claypool went not seven for 96 and a touchdown Najee harris had 14 he went 14 for 42 two catches seven yards and a touchdown so i, I don't know i guess they did score two touchdowns but fuck them yeah god damn it we're we're three and three now should be uh four and two but it's okay it's okay I'm not going to stress. We're going to move on to next week. I'm just going to, you know, it ain't nothing. Panthers versus the Rams. The Rams were able to get back on track and beat the Panthers 24 to 10. Um, Phil Walker, yeah, because uh, Baker Mayfield had his ankle sprain too or something like that. So Philip Walker, who's going to be starting against us this week as well, straight out of the uh, – what what league was that? I don't know if it was the XFL, but – the UFL, U- UFSF, I don't know what league it was, but he came up and signed to, I think, the Colts or something, but he's on the Panthers now. But anyways, he went 10 for 16, 60 yards. He got a hurt in the game. Jacob Eason had to come in. Uh, Jacob Eason went three for five, 59 yards in interception. Christian McCaffrey had pretty much had to carry the team, 13 carries, 69 yards, seven carries to 89 yards, and pretty much had to, you know, screens, running the ball up the middle, time management, it was all on him to uh, try to get some points for the Panthers, but the Rams proved too much, even though their offense didn't really do too well at all. Uh, Stafford went 30, oof, I don't know, that's wrong. 36 or 33, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, but he had 253 yards, one touchdown and one interception. Um, the team scored two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Skoranek and Henderson scored. Allen Robinson actually had his first, uh, not first touchdown catch, but eight touchdown catch, five for 63. And a touchdown. Cooper Cup had seven for 80 yards, pretty much held in, well, relatively in to no yards. But, you know, Cooper Cup, he can just make nothing out of something. But seven yards, that's something like, what, that's about 13 uh, fantasy points, right? 15 fantasy points, uh, PPR. So if he was on your fantasy team, he did a little something for you. But uh, they were able to get back on track. The Rams moved to three and three. Uh, beat the Panthers 24 to 10. Uh, the Seahawks beat the Cardinals 19 to 9. Kyler Murray went 23 for 37, 222 yards, one interception, 10 rushes for 100 yards. Wow. Uh, Zach Ertz, 7 for 70 yards, and Hollywood Brown, 5 for 68 yards. And he actually injured his foot. He had a foot injury. I think he fractured his foot, and he's going to be out for the season. They say six weeks, but some fear it's going to be out for the season. Um, De- uh, De- DeAndre Hopkins comes back this week, and they got Rondell Moore back, so we'll see what they can do with them and Zach Ertz, but that is a, it is kind of a sad thing to see. They just got him this year, and they also does look like they really needed him back on the Ravens, too, so either way, both teams are going to be missing Hollywood Brown. Um, let's see here. Um, Geno Smith went 20 for 31, 197 yards, six, uh, let's see, he had six carries for 48 yards. The Seahawks kicked pretty much four field goals. Um, Kenneth Walker went 21 for 97, making the most out of his opportunity, uh, since why do I always forget this man's name when it comes up since the starting running back on the Seahawks got hurt, uh, Rashad Penny got hurt. Um, he's really doing what he needs to do to show that he, deservedly the second back picked in the draft. Um, he went 21 for 97 in the touchdown. Beat, and again, the Seahawks beat the Cardinals 19 to nine. Uh, the Bills beat the Chiefs 24 to 20, which everybody thought was the game of the week. And pretty was, it pretty much was. They were going back and forth. Uh, Josh Allen with 27 for 40, 329 yards, three touchdowns, balling out. These Bills are just crazy right now. 12 carries for 32 yards, jumped over a man, a 6'2 player, just jumped clear over him, hurt him, kept going. Crazy shit. Singletary, 17 for 85. Stephon Diggs proving that he is the shit on the team still too. 10, uh, 10 catches, 148 yards and a touchdown. Gabe Davis, 3 for 74 and a touchdown. Dawson Knox, 3 for 37 and a touchdown. So this team is just going ham on all the competition, no matter who it is. They're just, man, showing that they can just do whatever they want to do. And it's looking scary. It's looking like they're going to be the team to beat to get to the Super Bowl if you're in the AFC. Pat Mahomes went 25 or 40, 338 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire came back down to earth a little bit, 9 for 32. Um, 
nine for 33, didn't have many yards at all. Juju Smith went dumb in this game, though. Five for 113, one touchdown. Uh, Kelsey had eight. He went eight for 106. Harden went three for 42 and a touchdown. Um, and it's word that Odell might be coming. They restructured Kelsey's contract, saving about three point something million dollars. And they're thinking that Odell's going to make his way over to uh, Kansas City and be, once he's ready, just help out and bring the team, make them over the top and possibly beat the Bills. Who knows? Everybody thinks Odell's going to the Bills. Everybody thinks he might go back to the Giants. Who knows what he's going to do right now? But the Chiefs, the Bills, somebody that's winning right now and has highest pro- prospects or possibilities to get to the Super Bowl is where he's probably going to go. Um, Cowboys lose to the Eagles, in which everybody thought actually, I should say, this one was the game of the week. Actually, 5 30 game, night game. Uh, the Eagles win 26 to 17. Cooper Rush actually came back down to earth. I should say, he came really back down to earth, crashing back down to earth. 18 for 39, 181 yards, three, t- uh, three interceptions, one touchdown. Excuse me, man, almost gave that man three touchdowns. He didn't have that. Um, Ezekiel Elliott's had a little bit of uh, reemergence the last couple of weeks. 13 for 81, one touchdown. CeeDee Lamb, five for 68. Jake Ferguson, um, in the absence of their tight end right now, I forgot his name. Uh, uh, Dalton Schultz, that's his name. Uh, pulled that one from the memory bank right now. You know how I do it. You feel me? Um, but yeah, Ferguson went four for 40 and a touchdown. Um, yeah, Jalen Hurts did his thing as well. 15 for 25, 155, two touchdowns, nine rushes for 27 yards. Miles Sanders actually proven he can run the ball between the tackles and not get hurt, man. He's doing his thing. Um, D- Dallas has a really good defense, and he was out there shaking defenders, uh, making something out of nothing in some place. Uh, I think Lane Johnson got hurt a couple of plays, um, and that offensive line over there for Philadelphia was actually able to do their thing. Hold, uh, I think, you know, I think uh, – What's his name? Mika Parsons. Michael Parsons may have gotten home a couple of times, may have gotten there once to sack uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, but they were able to hold up. Um, A.J. Brown, five for 67 and a touchdown. Um, Devonta Smith, five for 44 and a touchdown. I mean, the Eagles are proven to be, at all phases, being a really good team. And it's cool to see. They deserve it, man. Jalen Hurts, again, I'm going to talk about it every time, man. Every time everybody doubts him, he just gets better and better every year. He takes those doubters and, like, uses his motivation, and he really gets in the lab and gets better. They say he squats 600 pounds, you know what I'm saying, in the gym right now. So every quarterback sneak, every, you know, run, every play, he's going to give it his all. And he's a strong boy, so he's going to stay in that pocket if he needs to make that throw or keep driving at the one-yard line to get in the end zone because, he does what he needs to do for his team to win he ain't you know he's front runner for mvp right now you know what i mean and nobody really thought that that would be the outcome for him this year everybody thought he was going <laughs> regress and may even you know if this team this season didn't turn out the eagles probably turn with the draft picks they got turned to the draft and probably take up quarterback early but Jalen Hurts just showing that nah nah that's, that's not gonna be like that so good shit for him 26 to 17 Eagles win. And then on the Monday night football game, uh, another bad football game, just like the Thursday night football game. I don't know. These teams that have the solo games on these primetime games just choose not to play good football for some reason. The Chargers did win. Go, Justin. You feel me? 19 to 16. Um, Russell Wilson is broken uh, as of now. I mean, I don't know what's going on with them, but it just seems as though things that he usually does is not working. People say that he's injured on the team over there in Denver. He had like a torn labrum. He had to get like, or something like that, or something was wrong with his shoulder. Um, and he had to get injections for that. And he's still healing up from that. And then he's something wrong with his hamstring, but it's just looking bad for him when he's in the pocket. He just isn't even able to escape the pocket at all. He just, you know, just gets sacked easily. Um, just goes down like a non-mobile quarterback. I don't know if he's trying to prove that he's a pocket quarterback and can make plays from the po- uh, the pocket, but he's not that old. He's like 33, 34 years old. I think he should be able to be spry enough to do what he needs to do to get, get his receivers open. Uh, if he doesn't have his first read, he should be able to get through his progressions without getting sacked right away. His line might not be the best, but he's made a career out of escaping those plays. I mean, come on now. He's got paid half a quarter of a billion dollars. You got to be able to do something. They're not looking good right now. The offense looks terrible. And they got some weapons out there. They may have lost Javante, but the running backs are looking terrible. The receivers, they have good receivers. You know what I mean? I, I, uh, Cortland Sutton, uh, Jerry Judy, uh, KJ Hamler. When they get Tim Patrick back, I don't know if it's going to be this season. Their receiving core is deadly. They seem to start connecting, man. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Russell Wilson went 15 for 28, 188 yards and one touchdown. Uh, it was to the tight end, too. Greg Dulcich, the rookie tight end out of UCLA. Two catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown. Justin Herbert was able to do enough to get his team to win. Um, 37 for 57, 
238 yards, one interception. Austin Eckler, 14 for 36 and a touchdown. Um, I think Justin Herbert broke a record for the most throw attempts in the game without a touchdown. Um, 37 for 57, 57 attempts without a touchdown. That's nuts. But the Chargers were able to win that game and get that divisional win. Um, With that, we move on to week seven previews and some of the predictions and some of the spreads. Um, Okay. I'm not going to review my last week's score again, guys. If you were here last week and you listened to the podcast, go keep me honest. Go check that out. Leave it in the comments. Let me know how correct I was. Tell me what my record was. I think last week I won like uh, 10 and 6 or some shit like that. And the week before I had a pretty good record too. So I'm out here winning. Um, I'm sure my record wasn't that bad, even though that Falcons game and the Bucks game and the Packers game. I know I got all those wrong for sure. Uh, but this week, week seven, um, the Thursday night football game, we got the Saints versus the Cardinals. Uh, the Saints are, or the Cardinals are favorite at home by one and a half points with D Hop coming back. And they have a lot of people out on the Saints. I think Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Marshawn Lattimore, all of them are out. So I think that's why the Cardinals only have one and a half point favorites at home. Um, I got the Cardinals in this game. I'm going to go against the Saints every game. I'm sorry. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. Even if it risks my record, I'm not going for them. Uh, they're favored by one and a half. I'm going to go with the Cardinals in that game to win. Uh, Falcons versus the Bengals. Uh, Cincinnati's at home. They're favored by six. I'm going with Cincinnati in this game. Got to keep those Falcons down and away from our record. That's why I'm picking them straight up. Uh, Browns versus the Ravens. I got the Ravens. Um, they're favored by six and a half at home. But I got the Ravens. They're probably going to bounce back. Hopefully they get this win under their belt so they're not hungry for when they play last week after and try to get us on some revenge shit. Nah. Just go ahead and get this one. And then the next game, get ready to get beat on Thursday night football. But I got the uh, the Ravens in this game. Um, Packers versus Commanders. Uh, Packers should win this game. But who knows nowadays with the Packers, they've been playing pretty bad. Um, Packers are favored by five in um in D.C., but the Commanders, uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to win. Uh, and Carson Wentz is hurt. I think they're playing uh, Tyler Heineke. So we're going to see what happens. Maybe that's better for the Commanders, but, yeah, they might upset them. I don't know. Tyler Heine- uh, Heineke be playing. Um, but, yeah, I do got the Packers. Uh, Titans versus the Colts. Um, Tennessee is favored by three at home. The Colts have won a couple of games on some fluke stuff, so I'm giving the Titans the, this one, get back on track, and take a solid grasp of that division. Um, Giants versus Jags. Jacksonville is favorite, our favorite at home by three. Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, man, the Giants are rolling right now, and the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars have been disappointing. Um, they're due for one, though. I said that last week, but I, I'm going to put my money on them again. Uh, I hope the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence, especially since I have to start them on one of my fantasy teams, since uh, I got a bye with, I think it's Jalen Hurts. So, gosh darn it, trailing, uh, Trevor Wallace. <laughs> Uh, Trevor Lawrence, come out here and ball out, man, like it was in college. I need you to do some shit to these Giants real quick and bring them down to uh, five and two. You know, bring this NFC back down to each other so we can get a higher seed. You feel me? Um, But, yeah, um, I got the Jaguars in that game. I don't know, but I got the Jaguars. One of the biggest spreads of the week, Buccaneers versus the uh, Panthers. We're favored at North Carolina. I say we as the Buccaneers are favored by ten and a half. At the Panthers, I think this is because their second, first and second string quarterbacks are kind of nicked up. So they might be starting their third string quarterback. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of trade rumors surrounding the Panthers, CMC and DJ Moore. So hopefully they don't come out here and just try to beat one of the good teams like, you know, like the Steelers came out and did, and like the fucking Utah Jazz are doing to my Nuggets right now. God damn it. Let's talk a little bit about basketball um, a little bit later in the pod. It's opening day right now for, I guess, pretty much all the teams. But yesterday, um, the Warriors got their rings against the Lakers and Philly plays Celtics. But pretty much for the rest of the league, today is opening day. So, God damn, we were getting smacked. So, I'll check that score in a little bit on a commercial break. But, but yeah, we're favored by 10 and a half. I don't know if we're by 20, 10 and a half, but I hope Tom Brady comes out here with revenge in his heart. Everybody's talking shit about him and about his personal life. I hope he comes out here, writes the ship, and proves to everybody that they just talking shit and they just outside lookers looking in, trying to cause some murkiness in our team. And we come for the motherfucking championship, so shut the fuck up. Excuse my language, younger listeners. The explicits are here for a reason because I get a little passionate when I'm talking about my teams, man. I, I, I apologize, but I got the Buccaneers in that game. Texans versus the Raiders. Texans versus the Raiders. Uh, Raiders, I got them um, winning. They're coming off a bye. And yeah, I think they're coming off a bye, right? Mm, this is not last week, wasn't the week where Devontae pushed the photographer, was it? 
I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did have a bye last week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're coming off a bye. So they're favored by seven at home against the Texans. They better win this game. The Texans are lowly and are pretty much probably trying to tank for the best quarterback right now in the draft. I don't know who that's going to be. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, who's it going to be? I don't know. Um, but in this game, of course, I got the Raiders. Don't let me down. Raiders, Jets versus Broncos. Broncos are favored by three at home. I'm waiting for that game where Russell Wilson gets it together. It's like, okay, that's the Russell Wilson we know. But we're like six games in now and we haven't seen it yet. It kind of scares me. So I'm not going to pick Denver in this game. I'm picking the Jets. I got the Jets winning, even though Denver is favored at home by three. Uh, Chiefs versus the 49ers. Oof, 49ers are actually, you know, the Chiefs are favored by three at Levi Stadium, Kansas City. Whew, it's going to be an interesting one for the 49ers. 49ers do have a great defense, but they are dealing with a lot of injuries on that defense. Um, they're supposed to be getting players back little by little. Um, even when their defense is hurt, they actually do compete out there um, defensively. They have a really good defense, really good uh, defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans, uh, who is supposed to be um, one of the coaches um, coordinators in the lead for a uh, head coach and coaching job. He deserves it anyway. That defense is always really good over there. I don't know if it's going to be enough to stop the Chiefs this week, though. Um, they're three and three right now. If they lose, they go three and four. Um, but sorry, 49ers fans, if you're listening right now, I have to pick the Chiefs in this one. Um, Chargers versus the Seahawks. Not much talk about in this one. I got the Chargers. You know why I go Oregon. Uh, Steelers versus the Dolphins. They got the Dolphins. Um, I'm not, you know, really vibing with the Steelers right now after what they did to us last week. They got lucky and got a little victory. You can't lose five in a row. I get it. La 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 la. But I think the Dolphins get back on track with Tua coming back and they win. They're favored by seven at home. I got the Dolphins over the Steelers, and the Bears are playing the Patriots. Um, the Bears are really bad. Patriots are favored by eight. They're at home. I think they're going to be at home and win. Bailey Zappi is on a roll right now. If he's starting, I think he can handle it. If Mac Jones is back, I think they'll be able to handle it. That defense will stop um, Justin Fields from doing anything, just like every other team did, especially with Bill Belichick uh, scheming against them. It's going to be over with for him, and I got the Patriots in that one. So to recap my picks for next week or this week, I should say, because there's a game tomorrow. Uh, or I'm recording this on Wednesday, but it would have been yesterday when you're listening to it. But yeah, so I got the Cardinals over the Saints. I got the Bengals over the Falcons. I got the Ravens over the Browns. I got the Packers over the Commanders. Titans over the Colts. I got the Jags over the Giants. Bucks over the Panthers. Raiders over the te uh, Texans. I got the Jets over the Broncos. I don't think I said that, but I got the Jets over the Broncos. I got the Chiefs over the 49ers. I have the Chargers over the Seahawks. And I got the Dolphins over the Steelers. And lastly, I got the Patriots over the Bears. Again, listeners, if you're here every week, listen and keeping track of my picks uh keep me honest down there in the comments down there and let me know what's going on let me know if i got everything right um my record this week last week i went 10 to 6 again but if y'all want to be part of the team and kind of help me out down there just let me know um listeners y'all know I'm, I'm gonna get them right anyways if you're betting again don't take this as gospel don't lose your money on me that's just what i think um don't don't do no parlays on me because you know i'll be losing uh nfl right now is unpredictable you see the bad teams beating the good teams i don't know um but that's that for week seven nfl let's move on to this fantasy uh best of bias fantasy league week six um some of these week uh, week six results i'm liking the results man it's my third victory in a row i told y'all i was in 11th place right now i'm one i'm in fifth place right now moving up and if i win this week i don't know where i'm gonna go i could be in third place and i told you guys man i do this shit in the other league i'm in it's a work league for my homie, Derek. Thank you for inviting me to this league. I'm in first place right now at 4-1-1. One, one. My team is fucked up with these buys right now. I'm not even going to talk about that league. I'm just going to talk about the best of bias league right now and the results from last week. I know some of y'all was sitting on your high horses up there and was hella happy. Yeah, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm undefeatable and all that bullshit. Talking that shit when I was down there, but I'm up here now in the playoffs. Top six make the playoffs, you know what I'm saying? I'm here. I was in seventh on the outside knocking in uh, last week, but now I'm here after this win this week. Barely squeaked by. I'm sorry I had to do that to you, Derek, but I won 107 to 103 beating Derek this week. Uh, Tay won uh, 167 with the high score of the week and jason had the low score of the week he beat him 167 to 68 almost 100 points goddamn uh dijon beat jeremy the two undefeated teams dijon actually took down jeremy pause 119 to 114 kyle was able to beat john 106 to 93 deshaun beat yancey 89 to 79 and sean beat damon 118 to 106 Man, it's heating up, man. All these teams is fluctuating. Damo's still sitting down there at 0-6, but I got you, player. I got faith in you, y'all, in you, dog. Just the, the football guys, fantasy football guys are going to bless you this week. I know it.
know what I'm saying? Get you good in these waivers. Not much left in the waivers right now, but grab you somebody good and prepare for this week. Hopefully, if you got somebody in the Thursday night game, you got them prepared to play. I know there's a lot of buys, but you know what to do. I ain't coaching you. You know what to do. Um, but the rankings for after week six, going into week seven, we got Dijon and Tampa Brady got rings uh, in first place at six and zero. Oh. Jeremy's ingen- ingenious team. I'm just gonna say your names. These teams are these team names are crazy. I'm just gonna say your names. You know who you are if you're listening. You know who these people are if you know you know the homies. So I'm just gonna say your regular names because these team names are crazy. Uh, Dijon's in first at six and zero. Oh. Jeremy's in second at five and one. Kyle third at five and one. Uh, Tay is in fourth at three and three. I'm in fifth place. You know what it is at three and three. Sean's in sixth and three and three. Uh, D Nasty is uh, in seventh at three and three. Your girl's favorite pizza boy, which is Deshaun, at three and three. Uh, Yancey is at, in ninth at three and three. Uh, Hot Boys in tenth place at one and five. That's you, John. I don't know why I started saying team names after I said I wasn't going to say team names. But John, 10th place in one of, uh, one and five. Uh, Jason, one and five in 11th place. And Damon in 12th at 0 and 6. There's a lot of three and three teams. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six three and three teams sitting there all bunched together. So all these wins matter, y'all. So hopefully y'all got your teams in order. It's a lot of buys right now. I know it's a lot of shit going down. So hopefully you got your ducks in a row. Hope you got everything in order so you can get up in those standings this week. Top six, make the playoffs. If you guys are listening, if you don't listen, you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to give y'all tips. I'm trying to give y'all encouragement. But if y'all don't listen to the pod, y'all even know y'all ain't gonna know what's going on. But um don't let me creep to number one. That's all I'm saying, because I will be talking shit in that chat. But um, best of bias fantasy league. If you guys want to be in this uh, fantasy league, hit me up. Um, we only do 12. We can't do more than 12. Um, it, it gets too crazy that way. But um, I'll let you know if we um, need people for next year, um, because some people might drop out. We never know who's going to maybe violate some rules towards the end of the season as they realize they ain't going to win. Um, some shit like that. So it was always kind of fluctuating. But the main core guys are pretty much always here. Um, so get bigger and better right now. Again, first place gets $450. Second place, get $150. And third place, you get your money back pretty much. $50 buy-in. You know what I'm saying? And the more people we get involved, uh, excuse me, I'm spitting everywhere. And the more people that are into the fantasy like we, we are over here in the Best of Bias Invitational League, um, we can get the prize money up there, and, you know, get the prizes bigger and better and the losing, you know, last place, the the you know penalty will get bigger and better right now again we just have the toilet trophy i showed you guys that and john's holding that right now until whoever loses this year and gets in the last place so get your get your teams up boys and uh let's see who wins it man still a lot of football left um there's 13 weeks uh week 13 before the championship is another three we uh, the playoffs are another three weeks but only six people make it to the playoffs so you only got 13 weeks to shine fella so keep it going Thanks for participating again, and let's just keep this shit live and keep it lit. You know what I'm saying? Best of Bias, Fantasy League, Invitational 2022. But, yeah, should we do a commercial break real quick? Yeah, let's do a little commercial break. Hey, take a break. Go get you some some refreshments. We'll be right back. We're going to run some promos or whatever. We ain't got them yet. I'm just not even going to front. But we're going to get some promos soon on here for y'all. But for right now, just listen to that theme song, and we'll be right back. It's the Best of Bias podcast, episode 137. Yeah. And we back. You know what time it is. It's time for the pop culture segment. You know what I'm saying? Rapid quick fire um, pop culture stop- topics for you. Excuse me. My mouth is already... At least I didn't get tongue twisted to the end of the podcast. You know what I'm saying? I spared y'all a little bit this, this podcast to let y'all live. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some pop culture. Quick little rapid fire topics here. Um, NBA is back. Um, we are in the middle, almost in the middle of the sports equinox. All the sports going hockey. We got baseball playoffs. We got NBA. We got NFL. We got everything going right now. And last night, what that today's Wednesday. So yeah, last night um, we had the first couple of games of the NBA. We had Philly playing um, Celtics to start it off. And then we had the ring ceremony for the Golden State Warriors against the Lakers in the second game, the night game. Um, but wow. Um, 
NBA's back. I'm excited. I'm repping my uh, Denver jersey right now. Not the right number 15, but Melo. That's my boy still, too. Um, I'm representing both of them with this number 15 right here. I'm excited to see the NBA back, even though we're getting smacked by the Jazz right now. We got a lot of new players. You know what I'm saying? We're infusing to the team. We're trying to get it right. We were losing at 24 at one point. We're down by 13 now. We'll see if we can make a little comeback. If Jokic can uh, take us over the top right now, um, Jamal Murray is kind of starting off slow, having some hamstring issues, and he had the knee. Um, so he's coming back a little bit slower. Um, but MPJ is shooting and doing what he needs to do. But we got to integrate uh, Bruce Brown and uh, KCP and see how we do with them and get a feel for them on the squad with Aaron Gordon and all our other role players um, without Barton and without Monte Morris. So it's going to be a little task to see, but these Jazz came out here. They're a whole new team, too, and they came out here stroking at home as a home opener and just they're beating us right now. So 10 minutes left in the fourth. We'll see what they're going to do. I'm keeping track of that over there. Sorry if I keep looking over there, but um, yeah, we're going to get that going. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. What are we going to talk about first? Oh, yeah, pretty much. Let's talk about the ring ceremony a little bit. Um, ring ceremonies, you already know, the first game of the season, the teams always come out and, you know, present the NBA team that won last year with the ring and they raised the banner and everything. Um, the, shit, I think the Warriors won four out of the last eight years, so they're used to this. And, yeah, down here in the Bay Area, we're used to seeing this shit. So me, I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Hurry up and get to this game. We're trying to see LeBron play off, see what the opener is looking like. But... Yeah, the Warriors smacked uh, the Lakers. Lakers are like more of the same. They got Patrick Beverly on the team this year. Um, they got uh, Lonnie Walker, but a lot of the same though. Anthony Davis, LeBron. LeBron looked good, but AD and Russell Westbrook kind of looked a little funky still this year. And kind of, you know, seeing Pat Bev on the team is a little weird too. He's trying to shoot threes and stuff, kind of going out of character already. So it's going to be a long season, I know. Um, but they're going to go through growing pains. Um, but the Warriors, they kind of looked right back to what they were last year. Um, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins got that bag, got big contract extensions, like in the hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't know exact numbers, but I know I think it's four years or five years, 140 for Poole, and then like 100 and something for uh, Wiggins on top of the money he's already getting with some kind of extension. So pretty much they got, they got hella money. And, I mean, everybody thought it was going to kind of be bad with the – Draymond Green situation and everything like that um, with him and Poole kind of getting to the fight. We talked a, bit, a little bit about it in the last pod um, of me talking about the little punch, but I don't know, man. Everybody's saying all these athletes are saying it's not really a big deal. It happens more than people think in the uh, professional ranks. So it shouldn't be much of a deal about it made right now. Um, but who knows, man, I, it could be turmoil, but just the fact that they have so many good players that they're able to do whatever they want. They blasted. I think they probably won by 20 plus. So it wasn't that big of a deal for them. Uh, but the NBA is back, man. Even the insider crew is getting money. Um, they got a 10 year extension, uh, Ernie, um, Charles Barkley, uh, Shaq and Ke uh, Kenny Smith got an extension, 10 year extension. I know Charles Barkley, I think in his extension, he got up to 200 million, $200 million to stay in uh, on, I think it's TNT. So they gave him the bag to keep him from live sports. I know they're trying to draft him over there with the golf players to give him hella money to go over there and uh, host over there in the golf tournaments. But he was like, nah, and stayed over there with, um, with TNT and they gave him hella money for it. So shouts out to him. Sorry if I'm sweating a little bit. That's, that's, that's fucked up. I don't know where the sweat started to come from, but yeah. Um, NBA is back. Hope your team is winning. My team is losing right now. Hope they fucking win. Uh, it, it, it's kind of messing with me right now, but crazy topic time. Um, NBA is back. Hope you guys are ready for that. But the topic that I kind of want to get into right now is dual cameras, guys. Dual, dual cameras. I do this every episode. Kanye West. Kanye West, bruh. I try to give you the benefit of the doubt, but you're wilding out, man. The things that you say, the things that you do, uh, before people were trying to say he's a genius, people don't know how genius talk, geniuses talk. You can't relate to what he's talking about. He's such a mastermind. He's worth so much money, blah, 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 blah. It's getting wild at this point, man. He's saying anti-Semitic shit. He is talking shit about Black Lives Matter. He goes on Drink Champs, which is crazy to me. Why Nori would even, I don't know. He made so much money off of part one and part two. I think part one and part two are enough, man. Uh, doing all these different versions of it, it's giving him a platform and giving him power to say some crazy shit. I, and nobody knows really what his motives are. I personally think that he's selling something, this rollout for something, whether it be 
I don't know. I don't know if it's easy or nothing because I guess he's having trouble with Gap and Yeezy and he can't, they they put something in a contract where he can't sell any Yeezy stuff or any creative Yeezy projects under that name without their say-so. Um, so he can't really do nothing with Yeezy or Gap. So he, I feel like he's going out there publicly to either try to run for something like president in 2024, try to do that shit again, or... It, I don't know what it is, but he's going out there uh, talking a bunch of shit about Jewish people. Um, He's talking a whole bunch of shit about George Floyd and his family, saying that George Floyd wasn't killed by the police. He was on fentanyl and he died from that. And the the cop wasn't even on his neck. He had his knee on his back when clearly there's video. And it's just I don't know. The family is suing him for defamation, $250 million. And, you know what I'm saying? You talk about all that money you got, man. It's just, you deserve this. A lot of the shit you say, you feel like you're super rich and there's going to be no consequences or repercussions because you have the money to back you up in court or to protect you from harm or I don't know what it is, but it's coming off real 6 9 ish You know what I mean? Because he threatens these upper echelon stars that are just trying to talk to you to calm you down. Um, I'm sorry, uh, YouTube, I'm looking down a lot because this one I'm going, I'm talking going in this clip, I'm going in. Um, but yeah, you talk to all these people, you try to call all these people that are trying to do right in the black community in the world, period. And, and you're just talking down on them, talking about, oh, they ain't shit. And you calling them the police, come do something to me, see, come do something to me so I can uh, tell the police. Like, it's just weird shit. It's just weirdo shit that. I don't know if it's clinically, he needs to be clinically induced for shit like this or what it is, but it's just going to another level. Um, we tried to, you know, the first couple of things when he's talking shit about Big Sean or John Legend over their political beliefs, it's whatever. You have your own political views, blah, 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 blah. But at a certain point, it's like, now you're just talking stupid shit and stupid rhetoric that's kind of cultish. You're trying to take your following that liked your music or liked your fashion shit and get them to do other shit or change their ideals just based on being who you are and what you did for their lives back then based on the good shit that you did and try to lead them to do bad shit. And again, we talked about you having schools and sh- I'm not talking directly to you. I'm sorry, I ain't trying to get on a rent like that. You know what I'm saying, Kanye? But it's just kind of it's kind of hurtful, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, the hip hop community is already kind of taking a lot of strife for the people we're losing, the rap content we're putting out, just a lot of shit. Now they're, now we're, they're out here using you. Everybody else that's looking down on hip hop is using you as a pundit to reinforce ne- negative stereotypes and, and talk on their behalf, just being the token, whatever you're trying to be, for what? What? They're just going to kick you to the curb and you're going to be begging for the community and the culture to take you back because you know you messed up but there's only so many times we're going to be able to let you say what you want to say we can't stop you from saying what you want to say but it's just damn yo how you are you doing more harm than helping yourself like you're gonna lose all your supporters then what you know what i'm saying we don't want nothing to happen to you we don't want you to do anything to yourself but i know if you lose all your followers what's next that's gonna be the biggest jump for you you know what i'm saying i feel like we kind of know how you think without the people without the money without the you know, without the notoriety, I feel like you're not happy. And that's kind of, again, sorry, I say you, but I'm talking about him. I'm not necessarily talking to him. I know you probably won't even see this, but that's all I'm saying, man. Just calm down. I mean, I know a lot of people are probably over it by now. They're not going to be accepting. I know right when he said the slavery was a choice thing, people probably fell off on him. Didn't give him no more choices from then. But then, you know, the MAGA hat, I don't know. People gave him a million chances. And I think those chances are done with. Burned all the bridges talking shit to p diddy you know what i'm saying i don't know p diddy out here opening schools for the youth in impoverished neighborhoods like come on dog you're just going backwards and people were riding for you forever man and now you're just fucking up you know i'm not gonna spend too much time on that because i know y'all want to have a positive friday but this next guy i'm sorry this ain't gonna bring too much positivity in it but it's that boy dj academics um I think his name might be DJ or something like that. Cause I don't think he ever spent spun no records. That's what everybody be saying. So I don't know what's up with him either, but he's out here talking shit, stirring shit up with everybody as well. Um, he was homies with six, nine, two and saw him get money, how he was getting money. So maybe he wants to be something of that nature as well, but he's just like a professional troll at this point. I thought, you know, at certain times I thought after, since he broke up with uh, the whole Joe button show that they did over there, I thought he kind of moved on to more positive things on his like chats and stuff on Twitch or caffeine or whatever he does it on, on his, like talk shows but all i've seen is negative stuff on you know on the internet and what's trending i don't know maybe that's what's popping right now and that's how you get popular you kind of just go out there and talk shit and bring negative press um to yourself and that's how you know you get popping but 
Man, he's been going off. Firstly, um, he's been talking about how old heads in hip hop are all broke and look dusty all the time and pretty much don't do shit for hip hop. I don't know. I'm not going to. That's not exactly what he said, but it's pretty much what he said. He's saying he's not getting money like the rappers now are getting money and they're all broke pretty much. And LL Cool J stepped up. A lot of these other rappers stepped up to kind of speak out and say, nah, they don't have the resources. They didn't have the resources back then to have what the rappers have now, lawyers and managers and stuff. And they got taken advantage of a lot. And that stuff made them able to do what they're doing now, a lot of the rappers. So um, they should be more thankful. He, especially since he's eaten off the hip hop culture, that he should be thankful that kind of expansion happened or else he would be stuck in a box not being able to do what he wants to do. So I don't know. He's doing that. He's being super abusive to women. We saw him go off in that fresh and fitted. I think, I don't know exactly what that podcast was called, but he went off on some girls yelling at him. Um, I guess some girls pull out a gun on him or some shit. I, I think that's what happened in one of his podcasts. Then in the mall, he was yelling at a girl talking about how he was the catch and stuff like that. And they shouldn't be arguing. I mean, <laughs> that girl shouldn't be fighting over him because he's the catch. Chill out, chill out. Weird shit like that. And then how he's saying now that he's going to snitch on little baby if he does anything to him. But he antagonizes rappers to the fact where they want to do some shit to him because he's talking shit about them personally, calling him special ed, doing all this kind of shit and expects people just to kind of like let it go by the wayside. And I don't know, it just seems kind of weird how he antagonizes these people and then threatens to call the police and saying that if he does anything to him, I mean, rightfully so, if you get harmed in any kind of physical way, I mean, you, sh you should not call the police or some shit like that but at the same time you shouldn't be antagonizing people and invoking shit that you're not made out of or involved in and then once that does happen to you you can't just go and run to the police and you know that 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 that's if you're trying to be in that street shit and get get involved with those kind of people and talk shit to those kind of people you got to be ready for what comes with it and running to the police ain't that so i don't know these academics man he's been in the bad publicity i don't know if he's going to get canceled if canceling is even a thing anymore but he does more harm than good as well. Uh, I, so I don't know why he's so popular. I haven't really, you know, listened a lot to what he does. Honestly, I just see a lot of shit that happens on Twitter. And maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe a lot. Of, I do see a lot of people that I fuck with, fuck with him. But as of late, it just seems like he's been taking this negative undertone, which is, I don't know, just hang, ever since he hung out with 6ix9ine and started hanging out with him and taking those antics to another level, I think he learned some marketing techniques and he's just taking it to the extreme to do what he's trying to do, man. It's just wild. Um, next little mini topic, BTS, one of the biggest bands in the world, um, Korean uh, K-pop band. Um, they're being forced to serve in the military for two years and they're going to put the whole career on hold um, to serve in the military. So I guess in their country, that's a, a mandatory thing males have to do. Um, and since they're artists, they're kind of fight, uh, fighting it, kind of like the biggest artist in Korea, I would say. Um, but all seven of the group members have to go and uh, serve in the military for a couple of years. I don't know exactly what they'll be doing. I don't know if they'll be fighting or anything, but shit, that is kind of wild for them not to put their whole career, cancel all these shows and making all this money. I know they're making a bunch of money and put that all on hold to go serve in the military. I mean, I understand if they're at war or something, they would have to serve. But if they're not, that's crazy. They got to do their duty. I guess it's kind of what they got to do. Um, but all BTS fans, hold in there. They'll be back. Um, soon they got to go do their duty. Um, but I'm sure they got hella music in the tech they can put out in the meantime. Hopefully they can stack some money up and have it when they come back. But BTS, I know my little cousin's going to miss y'all. You know what I'm saying? Stay safe out there. Creed 3, Michael B. Jordan self-directed this movie. Creed 3 looks pretty good, man. The trailer dropped today. Um, we got to see a lot of shit, what it's going to be about. It looks like uh, Creed is on top of the world after winning his last fight. Um, he's the man now. And then he sees his boy out there sitting on his car, Jonathan Majors. He hasn't seen him in years, but it's his homie from back in the day when he's a little kid. I guess he went to jail. And he's out now and he wants to become a boxer. So it's Jonathan Majors. We all know him from uh, Lovecraft Country. The man, uh, he who remains from Loki, he's going to be uh, King the Conqueror and all the MCU stuff that's coming out right now. But uh, yeah, he's in it. Man, that boy is in great shape. I think he like might be in the best shape of anybody I've ever seen in like all the shit he's in. It's crazy. I know his diet's probably crazy as fuck. But if you haven't seen the trailer, go check that out. It looks like the plot's going to be kind of crazy in this one. It's kind of like, okay, friend from the past. I did you a favor. Now, um, now I want to be a fighter i'm gonna take everything you got because what you got should be mine because i went to jail for you type shit that's what i'm getting from the trailer if you haven't seen it check it out for yourself and try to see what it's about but i think that's the kind of route it's going and i'm gonna be interested to see it because that's my twin and you know what i'm saying michael b jordan i'm trying to see what uh what do you got going on because you know i gotta support my bro 
<laughs> um, and then lastly, I'm just going to go over some of the shows that I'm watching. Um, the Challenge Season 38, Ride or Die, just came out um, every Wednesday. I'm going to peep that in a little bit here, actually. Um, the Challenge is back. Um, the, all the people from uh, all the seasons we loved. The last couple of seasons have been kind of crazy. There was like the... Uh, People from all the other CBS shows were on there competing to see who would be the challenge representative of the USA or some weird shit. I don't know if they're going to keep doing the show with all different country people from different survivors and shit, but we got the real challenge back now. No all-stars. It's the regular shit. Um, we have people um, when they're significant others or their loved ones or people, their friends from other seasons, they come in there and compete as pairs, boy, girl pairs. A lot of people are in it. Johnny Bananas is back. Um, I'm not gonna give away too much, but the show is back. Go check it out. It's on MTV only. They don't put it on CBS or uh, Paramount Plus, plus this uh, season for some reason. That's weird. Um, it's interesting to me. Sorry, Curry was doing the, the Curry thing. Um, also, Survivor Seasons 43, I think it is, is out now. They're back in Fiji. Um, it's in the middle of the season now. If you haven't caught up, you can watch that on uh, Paramount Plus as well. Um, but yeah, it's been good, man. Survivor, I've really gotten to it over uh, when the pandemic started. I've been watching it on Paramount Plus. And um, I wasn't really a Survivor watcher back in the day, but now it's really good. It's, uh, man, seeing if you can survive out there in the wild in Fiji. And it's kind of like uh, competitive reality tv type shit of course i'm watching uh house of dragons uh ring of power we're kind of towards the end of that um but i want to get some people on here to talk to them about that i think there's a couple more episodes left i don't think the finales are quite yet i think those got 10 episodes and we're not quite at 10 yet for those so as the finales come for those i'm sure i'll talk about that a little bit with you guys get some guests on here to talk about that um and pretty much just the finale of she hawk that came out uh, last week. I wanted to know how you guys felt about that, man. The show wasn't highly, as highly acclaimed as the other ones that were out um, the last couple that have been out. But, you know, the ending was interesting because she's known for breaking the fourth wall and all that. You guys know if you um, are familiar with the comics of She-Hulk and shit like that. In the last episode in the finale, she kind of did that. She jumped out of her show on uh, Disney+. Plus. I was tripping when they did that. The whole screen froze and she jumped out and jumped in uh, Disney Assemble or Marvel Assemble and shit and wrote into the writer's room because she wasn't feeling the finale and the formulaic shit that was going on. There's like too much stuff going on. It's like, how are we going to tie it all up? Because a lot of stuff that happened in a lot of the uh, MCU shows, they weren't able to uh, wrap all this stuff up and people were complaining kind of about how they would have a whole bunch of plot lines and never really wrap them up in the show. And, you know, they kind of did that because she's known for breaking the fourth wall and stuff like that. And she was like, no, nah. the writer, she broke into the writer's room. We got to change that. And it was interesting. Uh, I rather just would have liked to see a straightforward kind of finale, but I can kind of dig it because, you know, it kind of feeds to the um, She-Hulk readers and it's kind of the shit she kind of does. Um, and seeing Kevin Feige as a robot instead of actually seeing Kevin uh, in person is interesting and hella funny to see and him making the jokes about how they can't uh, show her changing into the She-Hulk that much. It costs hella in CGI money or money to see her, uh, show her in CGI and they have a whole bunch of shit coming out and they don't have the budget for it and they play the Wakanda music showing that Wakanda's coming out in a couple of weeks and that's that's going to be epic. I know everyone is ready to see that but uh, yeah, man. Uh, it was cool. Um, it Sheesh, I don't know. It, it was what it was. I did like She-Hulk uh, all in all. It was pretty funny at times, but it was it really wasn't for my um it wasn't for my tastes. Um, it was a female, pretty much female superhero show for the ladies to get them involved and uh, kind of get them into the MCU as well. And I respect that because I did like it a lot. Hulk is like one of my favorite characters and I'm happy they actually bring in his family members and uh, more people of the Hulk family into it. They said they showed Scar in this last episode, the Hulk's son. So they get a young Hulk into it. Um, so when... Um, Young Ruffalo decides to leave. We still got Scar in here. I don't think the Hulk will ever actually just leave. I think I'll just recast the character because, you know, the Hulk's immortal and shit like that. But we'll still have Scar. Um, we all, you know, we got to get all the younger version of these superheroes and shit so they can make the young Avengers and shit like that. But yeah, it was an interesting show. Check it out for yourself. So I don't spoil it too much. You know what I'm saying? I don't really get into these finales and these reviews too much by myself. I just kind of hit these big points and just kind of ramble on to see how y'all felt about it. But hope y'all liked it. Hope y'all liked it. Um, and lastly, and of course we started with it, but RIP Haggard, you know what I'm saying? Robbie uh, Coltrane. Um, I'm a, you know, I'm not a super, super, super Harry Potter fan, but I'm a Harry Potter fan. You know what I'm saying? I dip my toes in the water. You know, I'm so I'm, I'm kind of waist deep in those waters. You talk about Harry Potter, you know what I'm saying? Harry Pop Pop, you know what I'm saying? But um, RIP him, um, seven great movies. 
You know what I mean? Again, if you were the second one and not the one every time, I don't know how many you were in, but either way, you did a great job in the series. Um, I love the movies, watching them anytime. You know, it's been on TV all the time uh, during holidays, no matter what, they're always on. You can catch it on TV during the weekends at one o'clock. There's always a Harry Potter on somewhere on some channel. Um, but yeah, man, been a big part of my childhood growing up, high school, uh, college, now. Yeah, man, Hagrid, RIP you, man. Um, but yeah, we're at the end of the part, uh, end of the episode where I like to let you guys know where to find me at, where you can find me at. New listeners, you can find me here. Old listeners, you already know what it is. SAC underscore Lydell on the Instagram, Patrick underscore Lydell on the Snapchat, um, on the YouTube, Best of Bias Everything, Best of Bias Podcast. You can find us on, uh, actually, I think it's just the best, yes, yeah, the Best of Bias Podcast on YouTube. Um, the website is under construction. I want you guys to be able to get um, all the merch and stuff. I ain't got a lot of the merch uh, displayed today. I usually do, but I'll get that shit up there soon. Um, hats, bucket hats, truckers, beanies, um, dad hats, T-shirts. I do have new pins, too, new accessories to add to the hats, two little thunderbolts to go with my... Um, for the bear, um, Growly. I don't know if I told you guys, if you guys were here last episode, I did name the bear. The bear's name is Growly. If you're looking for the best of bias bear, just say, where's Growly at? And you'll see him on the merch, you know what I'm saying? Thunderbolt's coming, because that is his his power. He he, he internalizes the, the will within that conduct electricity through his hands and just bring you guys the best bias possible. You know what I'm saying? He's always on my head. He always just, you know, gets the neurons and electrons flowing so I can always bring you guys the best bias. You know what it is. Anyways, anyways, I ain't get it all. So that's too scientific and I'm gonna get into it right now. Um, but yeah, um, what else we got? We got guests coming soon. I know I say that a lot, but you guys see the surrounding. I'm building up for you guys to have a better aspect of what's going on here and what I got to offer. Um, we're gonna get new cameras and stuff. We got the couch in here now. Um, if you guys... I don't know. You guys can't see all the pops, but I got shelves going all around here. I'm going to have a pop episode soon. I've been holding off too long, especially if I'm going to be by myself. I'm going to grab some pops and show you guys everything. Talk about the pops that I like, my favorite pops, and kind of just the history of what I know so far and just what I know so far and why I'm so ingratiated in this community and why I'm so addicted to pops. You know what I'm saying? Not soda pop, but it's the Funko pop, you feel me? But um, we'll get into that. Um, I know you guys just see the collection growing and growing. I got a Bruce Lee up there. You see that, Bruce Lee? The Wayne's right next to the Wayne poster. I got the Power Rangers over there by the uh, Oregon Duck on that side. I got all the anime, um, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, Dragon Ball Z. Got the Star Wars over the Mandalorian poster, um, Demon Slayer. I got everything, man. I'm, and my collection is going to keep growing. Um, but yeah, I'm going to get that episode in here. Uh, maybe you guys become collectors. We can go out collecting together. We're going to Comic-Con on the second. I'm going to go out there and try to clean up on the exclusive Comic-Con pops and get some autographs. You know what I'm saying? But if you guys are going to be there, check me out. The Best of Bias podcast is going to be there. Me and Damo. So far, nobody else is really rocking yet. But we're going to see if we can get some more heads out there to rock with us at the... Uh, um, Fuck, at the Comic-Con, L.A. Comic-Con, um, L.A., L.A., L.A. Comic-Con. I didn't mention that. That's at Comic-Con. But L.A. Comic-Con on December 2nd. Catch us at a booth or something, talking to some people, some of the best whatnot sellers out there. I'm going to give me some stuff, dog. I'm going to give me some stuff. Maybe um, Porter Cards, I'm looking to see you out there. Uh, a lot of these whatnot sellers, man. Shout out whatnot. If y'all want to sponsor the podcast, y'all can do that shit. But, yeah, we out to the end of the podcast. You guys have a good one. Happy Friday. Hug somebody today. Love each other. You know what I'm saying? Episode 137, we out of here. Y'all have a good day. It's the best, uh, best of bias. You need to hear full. 